Welcome to the Living With Less podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea DeMattis, and I'll be bringing you weekly episodes to encourage and invite you along on this journey of living with less of the things getting in the way of our relationship with Christ. Here's today's episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Living With Less podcast. I am so excited about this little series that God has put on my heart to do with just having my girlfriends on here. And these are close girlfriends of mine that we don't live near each other in like close proximity, but between phone calls and texting and all of those things, I feel like there is no distance between us. And I just really felt God putting on my heart to do a series of friends just coming on and sharing about Jesus, what he's doing in their life right now. And just the ways that he's working in their life to encourage and equip you guys in ways that I can't because God is working in us all differently. So today, I'm so excited to have my friend Mandy Johnson on. We met last summer through She Speaks. That's how we got to know each other. And I'm just so thankful for her and so excited for her to come on. So I'm going to welcome her on here and she's going to tell us a little bit about her. So Mandy, without further ado, hello. Welcome to the show. So excited. Thank you for having me. This is so fun. I love being able to just talk to you and just hang out today. This will be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a little bit about me. I live in Nashville with my husband, Kyle. We've been married four years. We just had our anniversary. Yay. Yay. I know. And our dog, Dolly, she is our fur child. I love her so much. But yeah, I live in Nashville. I'm a writer. I am a trainer at Fit Factory Nashville, so it's a gym here in town, and yeah, that's that's pretty much how I spend my time, but I'm just so happy to be here. Mm, I love it. Well, like I said, and we've obviously had many phone conversations um, over the last couple of days talking about this, and I just really felt on my heart, like I said at the beginning, to bring my girlfriends on to talk about what God is doing in your life in 2020. This year has obviously been one that is, I feel like packed with God stripping us of a lot of things. So that's what I want to kick off with is just hearing what has God been teaching you in 2020? Yeah, I totally identify with what you said about God just stripping away things. I mean, it feels like he just has taken so many things off of our plates and Mm -hmm. then added things onto other people's plates. It's Mm. so wild. But for me, the first thing that comes to mind is he's teaching me to clear the path. Mm. So clear a path so that he can speak. So prior to, you know, coronavirus, Mm -hmm. there were so many days that I thought to myself, oh, if I just had time to do quiet time or to get in the word or listen Mm. to a sermon, then I'd grow closer to the Lord. Mm -hmm. You know, but time really wasn't the issue. We all have the same 24 hours Mm -hmm. in a day. Mm -hmm. It was me choosing not to prioritize Jesus. Mm. And so... COVID or coronavirus, all of this has taught me, you know, God shouldn't have to literally wipe my schedule clean so that I can focus on him. Yeah. I just, I think he's just made it so clear that I have to clear the path for him to speak. I once heard a pastor say, Mm -hmm. you're as close to Jesus as you want to be. And that always sticks with me. Yeah, because it's true. He's always here. He's always ready to listen and Mm. he wants to hear from us. He's a loving father. Mm -hmm. 
But so many times I let my schedule get in the way of that. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's on me, you know? I think that's the first thing is to just clear the path for him. And we know that he rewards those who seek him earnestly. Mm. So it's just like getting to that place of like, what does seeking him earnestly look like Amen. when life gets back to normal or normal-ish, mm -hmm. you know? So yeah, that's the first thing. So second, this year has reminded me of a question that Andy Stanley often asks, which is, what does love require of me? And, you know, I don't know about you, but I've watched so many people respond differently to coronavirus mm -hmm. and just all of the heavy things. But I've just, I've watched so many people respond differently and I can't help but think about that question because in order to be followers of Christ, we have to love. And mm -hmm. so asking ourselves, what does love require of me? It's so helpful because just because somebody responds different to an issue, mm. different than I would, it doesn't make them better or worse or more faithful or less faithful. Mm -hmm. it, it makes them still completely loved by God, just with a different opinion than mine. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's not my place to judge them. It's my place to, to love them as mm -hmm. best as I possibly can. Mm -hmm. So I have to ask, what does love require of me? And most of the time when I take a step back, love requires me to listen, mm -hmm. to learn, to show empathy, mm -hmm. um, so I think it's just constantly reminding myself to ask that question, what does love require, require of me? And to be honest, with coronavirus and being at home, home is a great place to start with that. I mean, mm, amen. it's just, for us, it's just me and Kyle and Dolly at, at home. But I know a lot of people have children and mm -hmm. have so much on their plates. But I just think in those frustrating moments, instead of letting our emotions take over, when we mm -hmm. pause and ask mm -hmm. that question... I think that when we get in the routine of doing that, we get in the routine of showing love at home. And then hopefully we get in the routine of taking that outside of the home and just loving as many people as we can. Well, you so, know, I love, I love that you're talking about that specifically because one of the verses God specifically put on my heart during this whole season has been 1 Timothy 6.20, which is guard the deposit entrusted to you. And like you said, I realized that the Lord took everything that I was putting on the throne that had no place being there to begin with. And he was like, I've entrusted your husband and your son to you. Like learn how to love them well. And you will love others even better than you can imagine because you've learned how to love the people in front of you. And right. I think that's so cool. Like, and just hearing you say that you experienced that too, where, okay, love starts in the home and how we serve our people that are right in front of us. And then we get to watch that ripple effect happen out in the world. So yeah. I love that. I just, yeah, it's so beautiful how that works. And mm -hmm. that question is just so powerful. Mm -hmm. And when you sit with it, what does love require of me? The answer might be really hard. Mm -hmm. It might, you know, like, yes. honestly, like I always say this, but sometimes when God asks me to do something instead of trust and obey, it's all, well, not always, but it's ask questions and delay. Oh, right. Like, right. You know, like, yes. so so yeah, I feel like that's really been on my heart lately, mm. especially being at home and seeing Kyle every single day. And yes, you can't hold a grudge when you see each other. No, well, and <laughs> obviously people don't know this that because this is the first time you've been on here, but Kyle travels for work. So right. this is really different for you guys where it's okay. Normally he's traveling and you guys do have time apart from each other. And now it's like, oh no, we're together 24 seven. Yeah. And what's really funny is that at the end of last year, 
even into the beginning of this year, which you and I have talked about this, mm-hmm. it was, it was really challenging for me being at home and having him gone mm-hmm. at least two nights a week, but sometimes three nights, sometimes four nights. It's mm-hmm. really hard to have him travel like that. And then while he's gone, I'm in my own rhythm. And then yes. when he gets back, we have to readjust to getting into our rhythm again. And it was getting to the point where, you know, I, I was just like, I need some help. Like, Lord, mm-hmm. I need to figure this out because this mm-hmm. is his job. This is his passion. It's, you know, what's, it's what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. And I so like so much support him yeah. and want to be this loving, supportive wife. But at the same time, I'm kind of struggling to figure this out. Yeah. And here we are now in June mm. of 2020. I've had almost like four months with him Isn't because so he has cool. been allowed to travel. Oh my gosh. But it's so funny. It's almost like God's like, okay, you want to spend more time with your husband? <laughs> here you go. Like, like four to five months. And I think yeah. that's sweet though too. I'm, it is I'm grateful. Yeah. Well, and like, that's why I wanted to bring my girlfriends on because I know some of the ins and outs, you know, the ins and outs going on in my life. And it like makes me teary because I think of us talking on the phone back in like the end of the year and you saying that like, gosh, I've, I like miss him. I want to spend time together and to see God's faithfulness in a very different way than we could imagine. But it's just so cool and kind of his heart to be like, I know that's a desire for her. And so I'm going to like bless their life and their marriage in that way. But it's totally not how you would have prayed. You wouldn't have said, okay, Lord, let's have a global pandemic that keeps (laughs) Kyle home. Like you wouldn't have prayed that. No Um, way. I just think it's super cool to see God's heart. And we only see his heart like that when we know his word and when we know that he loves us. And I've just loved getting to have a backseat to that and see that happen. For you guys Aww. in this season. Oh, I'm grateful to have you. I, I don't know. I You've been just super helpful to talk to you through all of this. It's, mm-hmm. it's important to have friends that you can share with and mm-hmm. be honest with. And mm-hmm. they just help you get through, you know? So has he taught you anything else? Is there anything else you want to say about that? You know, I will say, I think the third third thing is that God gives us resistance to build our resilience. Mm-hmm. Watching people suffer is the worst. It mm. just, it breaks my heart to watch people suffer. And especially in Nashville, we had a terrible tornado oh. rip through here at the beginning of March. And I mean, it was devastating. Chelsea, like there are houses two miles from my house that mm. are still mm. gone. I mean, there, mm. there's, there haven't been a ton of repairs. There haven't been a bunch of groups able to go out because mm-hmm. right after the tornado hit, we had coronavirus yeah so at the beginning there were so many people going out to help and clean up but Mm. right when the virus became a thing those groups Mm -hmm. couldn't go out and we couldn't be in large groups Mm. to help so I think it left a lot of people you know or some people without houses without cars Mm. without help and so I'm trying to see the good in all of it Mm -hmm. you know it's hard but I, I just think God is trying to teach us something Mm -hmm. through all of this resistance. And I just think that he wants us to see what he's teaching us. Mm. He wants, he wants us to be aware, Mm -hmm. but I I just think that this resistance can build our resilience. It can make us Mm -hmm. better. And on the other side, if we face trouble again, Mm. we can look back to this moment and see how God got us through Mm -hmm. and then face that next set of 
troubles or whatever it is with sort of a fighter mentality of like, well, you know what? My God is big. He Mm. got me through that. He can get me through this, Mm -hmm. you know? Our neighbor that lives behind us, she and her husband, they're probably in their 80s. Bless them. I love them so much. Jerry and Susan, they're so sweet. And she just said to me last week, she said, Chelsea, it makes me want to cry. Chelsea, I hope people in your generation are writing down everything that they're feeling Uh and writing down everything that they're going through right now because 20 years from now, it would be such a gift to be able to go back and read what happened and how you were feeling and like the and I just thought that's so of course they're in their 80s and clearly Uh she either did that or maybe she didn't do that and wishes she did and so I love you pointing that out like we need to also take note of these things and take note of the things that God did because 15 20 years from now I don't want to just look back at this season and go wow Corey do you remember back in 2020 when this happened and just have me remember the thing that happened. It's like, do you remember what God did? Like, yeah. I just got chills saying that. So I want to know, like, be totally honest. How have you spiritually felt during this season? So the word that comes to mind is filled. I mean, like I said earlier, my schedule is clear. Um, I work at a gym, but our gym has been closed since March. So mm-hmm. I've, I haven't worked. And, but I still feel so filled because God he's here. He's near. He's mm-hmm, with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this season's been really sweet with Kyle too. We've actually, you know, I think every Christian couple hopes that they'll spend time in the word together. Yeah. You know, uh, you hope for that, but for us, that just hasn't been the case yet. We haven't done a study together or mm-hmm. read through a book of the Bible together, but in this time of being at home, Kyle and I have been reading the Bible in the morning together. You know, and like, yeah, I'm like, of course God uses a pandemic to jumpstart this, yeah. you know? Yes. But yeah, I just, I feel like the Lord is near. I'm just filled and he's, he's good. There's a lot going on that wants to steal our joy mm. for everyone. Mm-hmm. But I feel mm-hmm. that he's just near and that joy is just so deeply rooted right now that he is filling me. And I, I'm really grateful because I know that that's not the case for a lot of people, mm-hmm. but he's, He's near you. He's near me. And I just feel that right now. I think a lot of people would say they know God more deeply because of everything going on. Only because I feel like a lot of us are praying more or we do have time to spend with him. So how do you feel like you know God more deeply this year? I think I know him more deeply as a protector Mm -hmm. and as a provider. So like I mentioned earlier the tornadoes hit in early March and houses so close to our house Mm. got destroyed. Businesses destroyed. There are still businesses with rubble and broken glass and we can drive to the grocery store and still see that today here in June. And so, but our house was protected. We didn't have damage at all. Mm. Um, So I really, I feel like that was the kickstart of knowing him more deeply in that way, because right after that, COVID hit. And so Kyle still has his job. So that's Mm -hmm. protection. We aren't Mm -hmm. sick. That's Mm. protection. Um, you know, there's just so many ways I've seen him protect us in this season, Mm -hmm. but also provide for us. So like Kyle still has a job. So like, we're still able to live our lives Mm -hmm. and, you know, also 
like you mentioned earlier, I'm a writer and mm-hmm. getting like getting published as a writer is such a gift. It is mm-hmm. like party time. Like it, it's a great thing yes. or, you know, it's yes. really exciting. Yeah. So I found out earlier this year that I'll have a devotional published in a Proverbs mm-hmm. 31 book that will be published in August. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm like, won't he do it? Like, yes. you know, God just has provided and provided and provided. And mm-hmm. I, I just, I'm so grateful. I know I say I sound like a broken record when I say I'm grateful, but I really am because he's just showing me how much he loves me and all of us by protecting us Mm. and by providing for us, Mm -hmm. you know? And sometimes providing and protection looks different than we could imagine. Like going back to what you said earlier, you wanted to spend more time with your husband and God completely provided that. And so sometimes it's these things that he uses that aren't exactly what we would have prayed for, not Mm -hmm. the circumstance we would have hoped for, but yet he still is providing and protecting in that. And so that's why I always want to just encourage people also in knowing that when we pray to see God as provider and protector and our refuge to also open-handedly pray that and Mm -hmm. be okay with what that looks like. Because there are some people where I'm sure they're going well, my husband lost his job and Mm. these things are going on. But I feel like when we open-handedly just trust the Lord, and I know it's easy to say because you and I both, our husbands are working. We're not in that situation. And I'm not going to claim that we know what's going on. But I do know of families whose husbands have lost their jobs and they were in really toxic work environments and they didn't know how to leave. They didn't know how to break free from that and they lost their jobs. And so Mm -hmm. now they're able to find other work. And so, again, I don't think any wife would sit there and pray her husband would lose his job, but they were praying for a different job. And it's like, so God does provide things in such weird ways. I say weird because I'm like, again, you don't pray for that. You just pray for him to like, please provide for us. Please protect us. Like we will trust in you. And so we have to open-handedly go to him with those and know I actually had a friend say this to me a couple years ago, praying for her husband to come to know the Lord. And she said, you know, I was praying one night and I realized that I have to put myself in those prayers and knows that that might mean something happens to me to bring him to the Lord. Right? Like, oh, I just got chills again. And that really spoke to me. And she said, it changes things when you understand that we have no control of our lives and that God may use the worst possible thing you could think of, but that's going to bring more people to know him. And so it's, it's just, again, that was a prayer that she had said to me that really spoke to me that I'm like, she's like, I'm part of that process probably. Yeah. He's always writing our stories. Yeah. Just the way he wants to write them. Will you let him be the editor of Mm, your story? mm -hmm, No, I love how you said that though. Like, you know, just because your story is different than mine or Mm -hmm. yours, It doesn't mean he's not intricately involved in every detail of your life, Mm -hmm. you know, protecting and providing for you in different ways. He's with you. I don't know why this just popped in my head, but how you were at the very beginning talking about like, how do we love people? Well, I forget exactly what your words were, but loving people. Well, what does that look like? And there have been a few people that randomly reached out to me with like a Bible verse one morning. One of them was our old neighbor, Mrs. Cutlip. She lived in the little pink house across the street from me in the house I grew up in. And I woke up one morning to a text from her, and it was from Psalm 91.1. Literally, 
the day before, a woman reached out to me, had said she was praying for me specifically, felt God put Psalm 91 on her heart, but no verse. I went to bed that night saying, Lord, can you like show me what you want me to see in Psalm 91? Like, What are you trying to speak to me right now? And I wake up in the morning to a text from Mrs. Cutlip, who doesn't text me that often, with Psalm 91.1. And oh my gosh. so I just want to encourage everybody, sometimes if God just puts someone on your heart, just let them know you're thinking of them because that also shows God is protecting me. God is providing for me. God is loving on me. Other yeah. people are praying for me. And so to be, I mean, it's like bearing the fruit of our lives. And I think a lot of times that looks like reaching out to other people just to say something that like, Hey, you were on my heart today. How can I pray for you? That person Mm -hmm. quite possibly was like, Lord, can you just show me people think of me? Man, I felt that in my own life. I've really felt that like, I, I just cannot express how valuable a compliment at the perfect time is mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. scripture at the perfect time from somebody or, Hey, I'm praying for you. Mm-hmm. Our words really have the power to encourage people mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. show them that God is with them. Yes. Oh, it's so good. I feel like you and I have had that happen where it's like, Hey, I'm praying for you. Or how can I pray for you? And it's like, Oh my gosh, this Definitely. is going on. Like here's what's going on. And I think that's also why we need, Friendships, we need other women in our lives, whether they're older, younger, or peers, where we can reach out and just say, hey, you know, how can I pray for you this week? Or you can reach out yourself and say, I really need prayer. So I always am like, community, godly community, like we need that. That's so much of why I want to do this with my girlfriends, because you guys are people I turn to and ask for prayer and all of that. And it's just so important because, again, we do just see those very things you were talking about through community. So I'm so pumped to ask this question to all of you guys that are coming on and doing this because I'm sure everyone's scripture will be different. But if if there was somebody that you ran into, you knew you would never see them again, what portion of scripture would you share with them? And why would you share it? Oh man, there are so many to choose from. <laughs> the one that came to mind was Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Mm -hmm. So I think for most of us, faith can be really tough to navigate, whether you're not a believer, Mm -hmm. if you've been a believer your entire life, faith can be confusing. And Mm -hmm. so I I would encourage them to know that faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. It's Mm. it's not ignoring painful circumstances. It's believing in the hope of Jesus in spite of them. Mm you know, he, he's a good loving father. Mm -hmm. And, but I think that through the ups and downs of life, Mm -hmm. you may not feel like you see him as much in, Mm -hmm. in your life or Mm -hmm. in circumstances, Mm -hmm. but faith is being sure that he's there. Yeah. Faith is trusting that he's there and that he is definitely at work in your life, even Mm -hmm. though you might not feel it. So Mm -hmm. that's what I would encourage somebody with that, there is hope in in mm. Jesus and hope in knowing that he's there, even though we might not think that we can see him. Mm-hmm. I think that's also one of the things where for writers, I think it can be really easy for us to say, okay, well, I can go back in my journal or I can go back and read something I had written years ago and we can pull it out and be reminded of God's faithfulness. But for the person that doesn't like to write or doesn't think to sit down and take notes, I know it can be hard to think well, I don't like to write, or I feel like I don't have the right words, whatever it is. But I always say, 
write down everything. Every pastor I've ever spoken to is like, if God's doing something, write it down. If God has answered a prayer, even if it's not in the way you were expecting, write it down because years later, like you said earlier, trouble will come. I mean, the Bible promises us trials. And when we have written things down and we can go back and see, it's like, oh, he was faithful there. So again, we can go back and see he was faithful. I don't know what's ahead of me, but I can go back and see that. And so I love that you shared Hebrews 11 because I love that verse. It's one of my favorites as well. But knowing that if we take notes of what God is doing and honestly what God's doing in other people's lives, I think we can get so caught up in, okay, well, God hasn't done anything in my life for a while. What are you doing, Lord? Well, if you have friends and you're like, my friend was praying for this, or we have been praying for this with a friend for so long and something happens, it's like, don't just take God's faithfulness in your life as like the standard of a faithful God. Mm -hmm. Like look at everybody, look at all of the people in your life as a whole and take note of what he's doing. I think too, for anyone who maybe feels like he's not there or not present, I've definitely felt like that too, where I've been just spiritually dry. Mm -hmm. But in those times, I feel like God is really saying to me, Mandy, are you looking for me? Amen. Are you listening Mm -hmm. for what I want to teach you? Mm -hmm. And if I'm being honest, a lot of the times I'm probably not. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. just to like kind of add on to what you were saying, it's, you know, it's those moments where you can actually look inward and ask yourself those questions. Like, am I looking for him? Am I listening for him? Mm -hmm. I I love that you point that out because I think that is the, that might even be like one of the biggest things that gets in our way. Like this whole conversation is about what has God done in 2020? What's he doing in your life? What is he growing in you? I think we can all agree that it has made us look for him in a much different way than we normally do. So that is just super crucial. And I, I love that you brought that up because I think that's probably what hangs most of us up more than anything is, are you looking for him? Do you yeah. want to hear what he has to say? <laughs> right? Because sometimes it can be, oh, Lord, I know I know what you're going to like. I can feel the conviction and I'm, I don't want to go there right now, but he, he loves us so much that he's like, no, we're going there. I'm taking you there. We're going to work through this and you're going to know me better because of it. Yeah. He's like, come on, we're going for a ride. Are you coming? Yeah. Buckle up. See, (laughs) like buckle up. We're going. I love that. (laughs) Well, yeah. So guys, we're going to wrap this up, but everything we talked about will be in the show notes And I'll have links to where you can find Mandy, but I'm going to have her tell us where can they find you? Yeah. So my website is mandycjohnson.com. So M-A-N-D-Y-C-J-O-H-N-S-O-N.com. That's my website. And then Instagram is the same thing, Mandy C. Johnson. And Facebook, if you want to be my friend there, I'd love to be your friend. So yeah, I'd love to meet you. So reach out. Awesome. Well, I'm so thankful you came on. I love, obviously, I get to talk to you way more than just for this podcast episode. I think we talked for like 40 minutes before this anyway. But I'm just so thankful to have you on here and to share your heart. And I'm just so encouraged by you. And just thank you for being here. Yeah, thank you for having me. This is so sweet. All right, guys. So like I said, everything we talked about will be in the show notes. And I just pray that this series meets your heart in a really sweet way. And I will talk with you next Wednesday. 
Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. You can find everything we talked about at chelseadematis.com. If you have any questions, please reach out over social media. I'd love to chat. If you enjoyed today's episode and are loving the podcast, I would be so honored if you left a review on iTunes or shared on social media. Your kind words and encouragement mean the world to me. And I pray to continue showing you God's grace over my life as you all journey this out with me. Wherever you find yourself listening today, know that you are fully loved and fully known by God.